0: Saludo, mi gente. We hope everybody is in good health. And whether you're starting your day or finishing it out, thanks for listening. And if you haven't subscribed already, go ahead and subscribe. If you leave a comment, that would help us out immensely and always share. In today's episode, we are going to have one of the most special guests that we'll have here at What Would A P.K. Say? And it is none other than my lovely, beautiful, caring, most wonderful wife jessica torres this is going to be the very last episode of season one and we have saved the best for last but don't worry because in a few weeks we will be starting season two so don't fret it's going to be okay we will be back but i'm super excited to have my wife here with me today like i said we've saved the best for last And it's going to be a little bit different, kind of the same, but a little bit different. We're going to swap questions. So I will ask her and she will kind of interview me as well. For those of you who don't know, Jessica is also a pastor's kid. So it's legal to have her here on the show.
1: (laughs) I just made it. Just made
0: it. No, but I'm excited to have her here. I know that it's a little bit out of her comfort zone. And I appreciate that she's taking this time to do this along with me. I also want to say that she's been very, very patient. I have a wonderful backup. My wife is always backing me up. She's always giving me a good word of advice. And helps me out with with some of the stuff on the show. So I want to thank her publicly. Jessica, thank you. You're welcome. (laughs) She's an awesome person. You should get to know her. Right away, Jessica, what has been your favorite or happiest memory as a pastor's kid?
1: Just like everyone else. It's hard to pinpoint to just one experience, but probably as an adult being a pastor's kid, one of the first things I thought about as we've been discussing these questions for a while is the moment my father stepped into the church for the first time after the motorcycle accident. And for those that don't know, he was in a very traumatic motorcycle accident uh, where he suffered a traumatic brain injury. It was a very tough process. And on the first day that he was going to return, we had set a goal for a date. And he was like, I don't know. And we kind of went back and forth. And I remember knowing that he was about to walk into the church. And I threw the side door and I ran to the side door, wanted to be one of the first to greet him in. And I told him, I told you, Pa. I told you we were going to make it and you were going to be back. It was a beautiful moment with the process of everything that was going on.
0: I remember that the doctors had a lot of negative things to tell you and your mom about his recovery. But I also remember that when somebody came to give him physical therapy, they were asking your father for your father. Right. And he's like, yeah, I'm right here.
1: Yeah. Where's the patient? And he's like, I'm I'm the patient.
0: <laughs> yeah. He's exactly. walking and talking. And right. They're expecting somebody to be laying down on the bed. Exactly. So that's a pretty exciting story in itself. That's a great memory to have.
1: So on this special edition turning the tables type thing we got here, what was your favorite or most memorable moment being a pastor's kid?
0: My favorite memory is meeting other people, speaking to other pastor's kids, and within those pastor's kids were musicians, being that we used to play a lot in different churches. And that was one of my favorite things, being a pastor's kid. It was almost like you got your own special privileges almost. I don't even want to say privileges, but there were some things that, that only pastor's kids kind of can understand when they were in a group of pastor's kids. And that was kind of special. I really like the bond and I've said this before in other shows, I really like the the magic thread that keeps us together and keeps us united. It was a fun time. I'm glad I grew up in the time that I did and and around the people that I did. So that's one of my favorite things about being a pastor's kid.
1: Yeah, being a musician had you up front. That's where I saw you.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she knew me before I knew her. She was asking questions about that trombone player. How does he get his hair so soft? <laughs> Not something.
1: what I said, but okay.
0: No, but yes, I I was at the front and that that was part of it. It was fun times. Continuing on, on the flip side of that, what has been your least favorite memory as a pastor's kid?
1: I would say least favorite or, or probably the one of the saddest moments we lived being a pastor's kid was when the church my father was pastoring in New Jersey called Monte Camelo caught on fire. We were actually at a convention in Puerto Rico. They kind of hunted us down. You know, we didn't have the cell phones like we have today. And I remember being outside with my sister-in-law, kind of just hanging out. My mom came out of the room and told us, I have never seen my dad until this day. I don't know that I've seen him so devastated and so broken from hearing that, that news. Um. So that was something that was really hard because it was something so horrible and we were so far away which which made it worse because we weren't even able to to be there you know he got a flight for the next day out we were supposed to stay a couple days which which we did but uh, my parents left the following morning but that that was hard not being able to be there and seeing him in the condition that he was that he was in because he was he was devastated.
0: yeah it's funny how your brother uses that same experience As one of his better experiences being that he had the opportunity to give that surviving Bible to your dad again after so many years.
1: Yeah, he was actually in New Jersey when the church caught fire. So he was at the site at the time. I was actually with my parents and my sister-in-law in in Puerto Rico. And so when the firemen found the Bible that had not been burned, they were looking for someone to to give it to and they, they gave it to him.
0: That's pretty cool. That's pretty interesting how the same thing can can be looked at in different aspects. That's pretty cool.
1: And so for you, what was your least favorite memory?
0: My least favorite was seeing my parents sad, suffering, not everybody, but some people disrespecting my parents. I, I would see that they would be trying to help people out. And, and the same people that tried they try to help out, they kind of like, turned it back on on my parents, or they disrespected them. Uh, I remember one gentleman came in, and he was great, and everybody loved him. And little by little, he started doing his own thing, and he kind of broke up a little bit. The church pulled some youth out. That was pretty hard. Not for me, but I still remember that bothering my parents. I mean, you know, somebody's trying to break up your church. That's not cool. And as a kid, seeing people disrespect your father, that's not cool either. And then you got to bite your tongue because you're the pastor's kid. You can't say anything. You can't do anything because then it falls on your parents. Oh, now nah, look at Norberto, son, acting like a, like a fool. So it was hard for me, especially because I react fast. So it was hard for me to see that and not say anything. That's what really bothered me, and that's what was probably the the worst thing about being a pastor's kid because really, all in all, nobody really said anything to me personally. That would be my least favorite as a pastor's kid. Jessica, did you, did you also go through the whole can't wear pants, you can't go here, you can't do that, you got to have your hair a certain way?
1: Yep, yeah, that was all us. My parents were pretty strict back then. So it was, you know, skirts all the time and no, um, I think it was Elisa who said it on her interview was the cherry chapstick and it just, I, I was laughing cause I think so many of us girls at that time can relate cause that cherry chapstick got us all,
0: <laughs> we're all just
1: like, it's just chapstick. But apparently it was just way too much color for some people.
0: It was too shiny.
1: Too Yeah. Too much. Too much. Way too much. <laughs>
0: so provocative. Exactly. Did you ever, in your wildest dreams, think that you were going to marry a pastor's kid?
1: I didn't know specifically, or it wasn't on my checklist for finding my future husband. It's not like I said, oh, he has to be a pastor's kid. I guess it was just a perk.
0: You would consider that as a perk?
1: Yeah. It's another thing that we have in common, and uh, it's an, it's it's relatable. So when we discuss things, we kind of laugh about things or think about things. We had a lot of the same mutual friends, which were pastor's kids. Um, it was just something else, I guess, that kind of tied us together. Did you think you were going to marry a pastor's daughter?
0: Oh, I knew I was going to marry a pastor's daughter. Ay,
1: Santo. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no. No, that was not on my checklist either. It just so happened that this is where we're at. I wasn't very particular as far as being a pastor's daughter because I wasn't really particular about me being a pastor. All I really wanted to, to do was have someone that would understand being a christian you know of course being a christian is it was important it just it just turned out to be a pastor's daughter which is okay i hope so <laughs> it's okay no no for the listeners we're about to celebrate our 20th year married so i'm very proud of those years and i'm very proud of of my wife and my family did you feel any pressure on this side about being a pastor's daughter in law?
1: No, I don't think I don't think I felt pressure. Our whole marriage actually we've been in Florida, in my dad's church. But even when I went over there, I don't I don't think I felt I wouldn't no, I would not say I felt pressure being the pastor's daughter in law. Did you feel pressure? Or do you feel pressure since you're the pastor's son in law?
0: I didn't feel this huge cloud over me, but I felt a little bit of pressure. I think it was more about that your parents did things differently than my parents and the way that the church did things that's that's where I found a little bit of a difference but not that you know people were watching me I never had that experience that people were watching over me and seeing what what I was going to do to then tell my parents one gentleman from my church growing up Julio that dude would always Get my attention. Hey, don't do this. Hey, don't do that. But it wasn't like, hey, don't do that because you're the pastor's kid. It was more like, hey, don't do that because you're not supposed to be doing that. So I didn't get that at my dad's church. And I really didn't get that at your dad's church. You know, because we go to your dad's church still. And I really don't get that. It's not something that I walked into this whole different PK realm. So to wrap it up, Jessica, I would like for you to... Give us a word of encouragement, maybe specifically to pastor's daughters.
1: I think I would say just be you. When I was growing up, I had this, again, I felt like people were looking at me and, you know, you have to do this and you have to do that. And people have this idea of what a pastor's kid is and, you know, as if we're perfect and we know the Bible from beginning to end and all these verses and we just know it all when you feel like you don't fit the mold and you're not so perfect you tend to say just forget it and just do whatever so i would tell a pastor's kid or or a young one growing up now just just be you focus on doing the right thing regardless that's integrity do do the right thing be you and and don't try to be a people pleaser just as long as you're doing the right thing and that goes for anything whether you're in ministry or you know, going to school, your secular job, but whatever you're doing, just be you and and don't worry about everything else or what other people may expect.
0: I like that, be you. We even tell that to our kids. It's very important to be yourself as long as you're doing the right thing. As long as you're doing the right thing, we back up our kids. That's the way we do it. And it's very important because even even as a grown person, some grown people haven't found themselves in. They're trying to do what they think other people might want them to do or they see somebody, they want to do exactly what they're doing. And it's really important to understand that you are you and there's nobody like you. So you should do what you do because it's special. In Spanish, es único. It's like you're the only one. You're unique. So try to find yourself. It's hard. It's hard, especially when you're young because you got... Friends pulling you one way, and then you got your parents pulling you the other way, and you're trying to understand yourself. I think a little bit of of alone time goes a long way, and getting with the right people. Getting with the right people is pretty important. Jessica, thank you so much for stepping outside of your comfort zone. I know it's not easy. That's right. And also, again, thank you for your patience. I know sometimes it's late-night editing, and that gets a little bit annoying But it helps a lot for me to understand that you understand what's going on. And it helps that I have your support and I know that I have your support. Thank you very much.
1: Oh, you're welcome.
0: I love you very much. I love you too. Happy anniversary.
1: Not yet. (laughs) Before we finish, I want to go ahead and take the liberty to say thank you on behalf of the listeners and the guests for putting this idea together and having this space where we can listen you know we we laugh we may get a little emotional but it brings back some really good good memories good times uh, something else that we can all share and at the same time like i've said before this could be the vessel that god uses to bring someone back you know maybe they're listening and thought you know i should have never stepped away or you know i need to go back this this was this is something that leads them back uh, like i said the seed was planted And this could be what waters it. So, thank you.
0: You're awesome. Ladies and gentlemen, there you have it. The very last show of season one. I'm so excited for season two. Don't miss it.
1: Like, comment, share.
0: Like, comment, share.
1: Guys, hope you enjoy the show and don't forget to subscribe.